What's up, podcast listeners? Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, we've got a really upbeat show for you today. Um, Super fun. Have any of you guys ever experimented uh, with coffee roasting? And you know that moment when, you know, everything is brand new. You're churning out new beans, new new flavor profiles, and you're just so excited. That's where we're at today with uh, Robert Guzman. Um, He's based out of uh, San Francisco. He's kind of a hobby roaster right now, and just everything he's doing right now brings him so much joy and excitement that he must share with everyone. So it's a really fun interview. I think you guys will relate. If you're into coffee, this is a great show for you. Uh, Stay tuned. Let us know what you think. Robert, good morning. Hey, Chad. What's up? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, bud. Hey, man, this is pretty cool, man. I've never done this before. Pretty damn cool, huh? You can just connect over your phone. It's so easy. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Technology, pretty, right? Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, I didn't I didn't know what to think of it initially, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm out here in Salt Lake City. I'm a coffee guy. I manage a coffee shop. I also do a lot of coffee things on the side and including the podcast. And I'm just trying to reach out outside of my community and meet new people, you know? I love it, man. Well, anytime you're in the San Francisco uh, Bay area, man, let me know. I'll, I'll take care of you over here. That'd be awesome, dude. My, I have some, uh, some people that live out there actually. So you never know. I might make it out there. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of crazy right now what's what's going on, but yeah, just let me know what, what you want me to do. Uh, are you recording now or just uh... yeah we're we're already recording so i guess right off the bat just introduce yourself and tell us uh about blue scorpion coffee just a little intro to get started got it so um i'm currently uh in law enforcement uh that's my my full-time op- occupation uh in, in the san francisco bay area I'm, I'm in charge of um criminal investigations of all sorts and um you know i grew up in el salvador uh, during the the civil war uh, back in the in the eighties, and we fled the country. Well, when I was in El Salvador, we uh, we had coffee farms um, in this little town called Ataco. So, although I lived in San Salvador, um, my family had a, a, a farms in, a, in, a, in this little town called Ataco. And uh, so, I grew up there. You know, um, on the weekends or uh, doing uh, holiday breaks, we go there and. Uh, and then we fled the country and then, uh, you know, we lost the farms. Um, my parents lost the farm. My gra- grandparents, they also made a lot of bad decisions. And uh, so that, that, that was that was the end of uh, our coffee uh, venture there. And uh, came to America in 1985, best country in the world, very patriotic. Um, and, uh, you know, I went to school here in San Francisco. Um, and then after that, I went to the Marine Corps. And, you know, coffee has always been a big thing for me. Um, and, um, you know, I have a huge passion for coffee. Love, love drinking it. I love talking about it. And uh, um, a few years ago, um, then, then after the Marine Corps, I, went, I became a cop. I uh, went to college. Um, and um, 
And a few years ago, back in 2016, I went to Colombia on a trip uh, with a couple of friends and we went to visit a couple of farms. And then I realized that, man, this, you know, this is what I love. This is what I like. Uh, I, I should uh, do something uh, for the, for myself and for the community. Um, and, you know, in law enforcement, we're, we're really used to drinking uh, bad coffee, you know, because we work uh, when we're <laughs> yeah. on patrol, man. We, we're drinking, you know, uh, you know, 7-Eleven coffee and nothing against 7-Eleven, but, you know, they don't have the best quality of coffee or right. you have these French roast and flavors and all this kinds of stuff. So I thought, you know, I should just really get into this now and start roasting and, and something that I really like. I have a very stressful job. Um, so, uh, back in, I think October, 2019, I, uh, I built a, a coffee lab in my property. You know, I got all the permits, um, the city licenses, business licenses, and built a, a coffee lab, um, with the intention of, of starting roasting really good coffee and just sort of starting to, um, cater to the, uh, to the law enforcement community, to, uh, first responders to uh, people in the military and, or people that just love good quality coffee because not that many people uh, are really aware of what goes on to getting specialty coffee. So I got the blue from for blue is law enforcement and the Scorpio. I just think that the Scorpio is a scorpion or the sign of Scorpius is a very nice tamed, uh, uh, you know, um, sign, uh, but with a strong character. So mm-hmm. I came up with the blue scorpion. I like the logo. I, was, I designed it. Um, I had a guy look at it and, and, and put it into a format where I can, uh, uh, you know, print it and, and digitalize it. And uh, so that, that's, that's where I'm at. So I have a, 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 I have a small, um, you know, business um, in, in the Contra Costa County area. Uh, my coffee lab is, has uh, some really good equipment, um, you know, but it's this is a eight eight by ten, so it's pretty small. But uh, I do the roasting on the weekends, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much how uh, Blue Scorpion came around. And I'm very very happy to be doing this. I mean, it's actually I feel like uh, like so, I have, like I have a new career. Yeah, so it was part of out of necessity, and part of it was to uh, be able to serve better coffee to your your homies, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely, you know it's it's. Um, it's just that people in the, especially like in the area where I'm at, even though uh, I'm in the city, I work in the city. Yeah. Um, here in San Francisco, they have some really, really good coffee shops. They have some really, really good coffees. I mean, San Francisco is, is really, really up to, you know, that they have some really high standards. Right. The area that I live at, though, it, it doesn't have any quality coffee. Um, you know, it's, I live about 45 miles away from the city and there's really no good coffee. And, um, you know, other than the, your average or normal chains. So, so little by little, um, like you said, necessity in the, in the terms of, I wanted really good coffee. I just, I'm, a, I'm an addict uh, <laughs> of coffee. I love experiencing different kinds of coffee. It gets me really excited and happy. Um, and then also just, I love educating people. You know, uh, it's really great when I can, uh, sell a bag or, or give a bag to someone and just, and I, and by the way, I'm not a really good business person. I, I give a lot of coffee away. Just, <laughs> you know, I'm not really, I'm not really making any money right now. I'm actually a, a little thousands of dollars, you know, down. Uh, yep. But 
it just makes me happy when I go, hey, here, here's half a pound of Ethiopian. Or here's, hey, try this. And I just love talking about coffee and just educating people about coffee. And I just see the passion in people's, you know, eyes or, 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 or ways when, when they learn something new, you know? 100%. Yep. I love, I love that. Um, yeah, man. I, I love the logo. I was going to ask you what it meant. And that's, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I see you've got a tagline of espresso stinger. Yeah. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, man, it, 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 it named the stinger because uh, I was, I was playing around with the, with the roaster. So I, I have a Diedrich roaster. Um, uh-huh. Um, after I came back to Colombia, I said, you know what, I'm going to get back into coffee and, and uh, I'm really going to, you know, get into it because it's, it's my passion and it's, my, it's in my blood. Um, and I started uh, investing, you know, I, I bought a, you know, the roaster's 20 grand, um, you know, um, and I went to Diedrich actually to uh, uh, learn how to roast. So I had a phenomenal class there. Uh, then, I, then after that, I went down to, um, uh, to Mill City Roasters in uh, Minnesota. And uh, I went, uh, I was there for about a week roasting and had a phenomenal time. And after that, I went to Germany and I've been to Colombia and I roasted many, many, many different people. Uh, and then one day with the, uh, with the stinger, I was just playing around with the roaster and, and I just created this espresso that it was just super delicious, but it was super strong. I mean, it gave me anxiety. I mean, that's, how, <laughs> that's, that's how strong that thing was. I took a couple of shots of that and I was like, whoa. And I just felt like lightheaded. I mean, it, it, I felt great, man. It was like a drug, but I was just like, whoa, where am I? So, yeah. I, so, so I named this stinger. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm still learning, but uh, you know, it's, you know, I always want to learn more. Um, every time I go to Colombia, I go to Colombia every, every two months. Uh, my wife's still, still over there. Okay, and, and then uh, you know she's in the process of coming down here. But uh, so every time I go there, I hook up with the uh, master roaster there, and then you know I just take lessons from him. You know, and uh, just it's just fun to go down there and just roast with him and and just experience different types of uh, of coffees. But um, wow, um, yeah, that sounds you know, awesome, dude. No, I, I love it, man. I hope that one day you can come here and we can. Uh, uh, you know, we can we can roast, and uh, if you ever come to the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, let me know, and I'll take you around to all these these coffee shops here in the city. Um, I'd love it. Yeah, kind of one of my my pie in the sky, you know, goal is to really be able to do that is to take the podcast and maybe kind of have a little kind of a vlog going where I travel around the country and actually get a be more hands on. That would be so dope. I really like what you're doing, man. I, I've never done this before, and, and and I wasn't sure when you first contacted me. Like, hey, you know, do this. I've never been in a in a pod before, so I think it's just great that you're doing this. And um, you know, and like I said, you know, we'll, we'll, if you ever come down here, we'll put something together for you where we can, uh, you know, like roast at, at my place, and then uh, and then take you around to several, you know, well-known coffee shops here in San Francisco, you know, um, and and try different coffees. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. Oh, tell me, what's your last name, brother? Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N. Okay, Robert. Got that. Yeah, got that. Um, let's go back to earlier uh, childhood in El Salvador. You said mm-hmm. in the '80s. So, were you even interested in coffee, or you just kind of happened to be there in the farm? Or 
when did you take a liking to the actual drink or the beans? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I, you know, I'm 40, I'm 45 now. Um, and so I was there when I was about eight or nine. So I, I don't remember being a, a big deal back then. I just remember just being in the coffee farms, just running around and eating those cherries, you know, <laughs> cutting them and, and throwing them on the floor and just wasting them and not knowing, understanding the, the, the full value of, of, of coffee. Um, and, um, so I didn't think much of it at that time. Uh, just, I just, I just remember having a, uh, happy childhood, um, when I was at the coffee farm. So it just felt free, you know? Um, and then, and then we go back to the city and it was just, you know, war. So we fled the country in 85, 1985 when I was 11. Uh, and then, uh, the next thing I just remember is just being here and, uh, just, uh, drinking coffee in the military, in the Marine Corps. Uh, and it was just terrible coffee. And uh, and then when I became a cop, um, just drinking really bad coffee and, and then not really understanding yet, not putting everything together that uh, that there was more to coffee, you know, because there's a huge gap from when I left El Salvador when I was 11 to when I became a cop at about 21 years old. During that period, I drank coffee, but it, it wasn't something, you know, very important to me until... Until I really, until I went to Colombia, really, I think that you know, there wasn't a few years, a few years ago when I started realizing that, you know, this is something I really want to get into. And, and I just felt, and I did it because I felt really happy. I felt really uh, excited to right. do something. I felt like I was missing something. I've been in law enforcement for 24 years now. Um, and it's a great job. I had a great career. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of bad things and, and I've had some highs and lows, but this coffee thing really gets me excited. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, and, and uh, being in the city, you know, in the last few years, I've, I've sort of started getting into the, the, the specialty coffee, um, you know, business. Uh, well, not so much about the roasting. It was more like, oh, let me, let me try this coffee. Oh, this, this is good. But it was really until I started roasting in 2016 that I realized you know, after my Columbia trip, that's like, this is what I want to do. And, um, and I'm really, really excited. And, you know, in fact, the, the, there's a little quick story about this lady that, uh, she's like 80 years old and, and, uh, you know, she follows me on Instagram. Um, and basically she's, she's, uh, bedridden pretty much. She can't really, uh, do much. And I don't know where she's at. She's somewhere in the United States, maybe mm. Texas or something, but it was, um, she kept commenting and then I kept, you know, I kept commenting back and just talking to her. And then I, I sent her free coffee, you know, once a month or so. And, uh, she's, she says that, 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 that this coffee thing has given her, uh, sort of like a, a purpose in, in life. You know, she felt like she really, she really have much before. And, and, and now she, you know, she's, she wants to learn. She's probably in her eighties. She wants to learn and she wants to, um, you know, try different coffees and she'll say, Hey, what's the difference between Colombian and Ethiopian? And she's really active now. That's crazy. Uh, it, it, it just, just because of coffee, you know, it's crazy. How funny would that be to get her like on the roaster? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but she says she's very limited. She's, you know, I think she's bedridden. She can, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, she, I think she can move around a little bit, but she's very fragile, but, but for some reason, this coffee uh, talk and, and hype has been really uh, getting her to to be active again. You know, at least at least mentally. You know, she's very engaging in in, in, in my in my Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
and I send her coffee. I'm like, hey, try this Ethiopian. Hey, try this Kenyan or try this Colombian. And then I, I, and I'll question her. I'll, I'll say, what's, uh, you know, what are the notes? What are you tasting like? What, do you, what was it? You know, and then she was, oh, and she was drinking Folgers. And, and that's how this whole thing started. She said she was drinking Folgers. And I say, you know, Folgers is a coffee for the, you know, the, for the old school generation. But I said, you should really just start trying something out. And she's like, whoa, this got actually flavor. You know? <laughs> that's pretty uh, cool, man. It, she's, uh, she's your taste tester. Yeah. Hey, I got to send you some coffee, man. Uh, I, I just roasted this, this Ethiopian on Sunday. Okay. Man, I don't know. It's just beautiful. Awesome. It's just three cups today already. <laughs> I'm drinking one right now. Well, I'm happy to pay for it, my friend. Um, I, I'm a business guy. I'm kind of like you, though. I give away more coffee than I sell, probably. I'm not making any money, man, right now. It, you know, it's uh, <laughs> right now, just it, it's um, my, my plan. My future plan is when I, when I retire as a cop, uh, about 10 years. Uh, hopefully I'm still alive because, uh, you know, this, <laughs> this job is taking yeah. a toll, but, uh, uh, about 10 years when I retired, I want to open up a coffee shop, um, in the, in, in, in my area and, and just have a really, really good, cool coffee shop. That's, that's, that's my plan. In the meantime, I can continue roasting coffee and, and drinking my, my own product. I mean, <laughs> you know. This is more of a hobby, uh, kind of a side hustle for you for now. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. It's a hobby. I only roast on the weekends. Yeah. Um, only on the week. I roast on Saturdays, and uh, you know, if I have any 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 um, any orders, I'll, I'll, I'll roast them on Saturday morning. I wake up really early, roast them on sun, uh, uh, Saturday morning, and I'll ship them uh, or I deliver them locally. Um, you know, uh, locally. You know, one time I had uh, I think twenty five orders at one time, and it was just kill me it was the entire day man i spent i spent roasting bagging chilling you know so it's uh, it's not a very complicated operation right now it's just right now it's just perfect for me you know i get a few orders here and there um you know give some more some coffee away uh you know i donate a lot of coffee to uh to like the military uh shelters veteran shelters homeless shelters i'll just go there and give five pounds here five pounds here um I'm just having fun doing this. You know, I'm very blessed uh, with the career that I've had and that's my full-time job. And, um, and the coffee's on the, on the, on the weekends, you know? Um, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much it. You know, just hopefully one day it can, ex it can expand. Uh, when I get the name out there, I want to, I want to educate people and, uh, and it's just, it, it's provided an outlet for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, this stressor. That's awesome, dude. You said you were in the Marines. I was in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Wow, man, that's dope. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was an infantry uh, grunt in the, in the Marine Corps right after high school, and you know, and I did that because I felt like, like a, you know, this I'm super patriotic, and and that's not really how it is in, in California. You know, California is very uh, you know, liberal, and uh, and I don't get into politics because I have a you know a lot of, I have a lot of good friends of mine that are very liberal, uh, and I respect that. That's why I never you know get into it on Facebook or anything about my beliefs because it's um you know i don't want to lose friendships over that i'm not into all that uh but i'm very patriotic and uh, i'm very very blessed to be in the united states of america uh this is the best country in the world i've traveled all over the world probably over 30 countries and and every time i come back to america i'm like i'm in the best country in the world um 
and um, and that's why you know I want to appeal to people like 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 me, you know, people that like coffee. Obviously, you don't have to be in the military, you don't have to be in law enforcement. As long as you like coffee, I'm all good, you know. And if you don't like coffee, I want to I want to try to try to convince you into really just enjoying a good cup of coffee, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, also want to appeal to my uh, patriotic uh, Americans, you know, uh, military, law enforcement, first responders. Um, you know, that's kind of like what I want to do. Um, guns, I like guns. <laughs> yeah, I noticed uh, a couple photos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, toilet paper in one hand and rifle in the other hand. <laughs> hey, well, that's that's a necessity right now. You know that that toilet paper thing, is, right? They're pretty much here in California, man. That they've sold down on, on toilet paper, pretty much everywhere. The only people, the only place I can find toilet paper right now, is if you go to those uh, little liquor stores. That, that's where they're at. So, if, wow. If, if, you're, if you're if you're if you're if you're out of toilet paper in Salt Lake, uh, just go to those little corner stores. They have them there. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got hit pretty hard uh, last week with, um, you know stocking up people were just rampaging the costcos and all the stores um but now you're starting to see more product back in the stores again little by little man and i feel really bad for for all these business owners especially like you know all business owners but uh in my circle the coffee friends i have a lot of uh friends that are own coffee shops here in the city mm-hmm. and, and they're they're getting pretty you know they're getting hit pretty hard you know one of my buddies who's a really good coffee place here in the city you know his his rent is sixteen thousand a month. That's just to give you an idea of how expensive it is uh, to live in the city in San Francisco and to do business in the city. So he's got a really nice coffee shop, uh, but he pays sixteen thousand a month. That's crazy. And, and all he does is sell coffee and maybe a couple pastries. He doesn't sell food. He doesn't sell anything. It's just a really really good coffee spot in the city, and. Uh, you know, he was showing me his numbers, man. He was, you know, one day he made a hundred bucks. Wow. And, and his rent is 16,000. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have another friend who, who has another, he sells food though. He, coffee, his coffee's not that good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to have him use my <laughs> coffee, but I don't know. He gave a really good deal on, the, on this garbage coffee. But anyways, he, you know, he, his rent is 6,000 a month. He's got a little tiny little spot, 6,000 uh, 6, a month. And he made 50 bucks one day. I mean, that's how bad it is right now. Yep. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. It's not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a good time right now to be, a, be in that situation. Yeah, I, those are the ones that are suffering, especially, like you said, restaurants, bars, places where people congregate, you know? Hey, I was going to ask you, what, what's your favorite coffee? Uh, do, do you have a favorite uh, origin of, of coffee? Uh, it's hard to have a favorite, you know, I mean, you I know, know that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I'm always partial to Hawaii because it, every time I drink it, it kind of takes me back there. Um, but like Colombia's and Guatemala's and even El Salvador, all those coffees are the shit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I need to get back. I, I need to get more into those those types of coffee because right now, for me right now, it's uh, I'm roasting two because I'm so small. Like you know, like I, I order, so I keep my coffee at this warehouse here, and where everyone keeps their their coffee here in, in the Bay Area. And I think I overdid it because I, I order like 
you know how many like, like 400 kilos of, of coffee mm-hmm. you know i mean it's just crazy <laughs> uh it's like what's 800 pounds of coffee um but i ordered uh ethiopian from the koshiri valley and uh i ordered uh, some from the Cauca region in colombia Colo- uh, but yeah my favorite man colombian is a little bit of, you know wa- colombian wash and i like the ethiopian natural but i'm, I'm now i'm you know, more into the Ethiopian now. It's just really, really freaking good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those African coffees have just such wild flavors. God, it's crazy. It's so addicting. Yeah, I just um, but I really need to, need to get back into uh, you know El Salvador coffee. Not not too. I haven't really drank that much. You know, I, I can't say I've drank a lot of good Salvadoran coffee, even though they have excellent coffee. My, in fact, my aunt. Uh, on my dad's side, she owns a few farms in El Salvador, and she's already she's invited me um, to go there and, uh, and 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 you know maybe do business with her. You know, I don't know. That'd be awesome. I just uh, yeah, full circle. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a full circle. Um, I went back to El Salvador two years ago after 33, 34 years. It's kind of weird, but I didn't go to any 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 coffee farms. Um, but next time I go, I may go to the coffee farm just to kind of check it out. I want to watermelon, man. I'm hearing a lot of good things about watermelon. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I want to start roasting things that people want to want 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 me to roast, right? Okay, you know, I put it out there. Hey, what, what should my next batch of coffee be, right? Uh, and you know, I'm hearing a lot of things. I asked that question on Instagram, and uh, in fact, I have a contest right now uh, on Instagram. Uh, giving out five free bags of, of coffee. Uh, uh, you know, just tell me like what country you like the best. And I'm getting a lot of uh, watermelon. I'm seeing a consistency on, on watermelon coffee. And then funny you say watermelon. So, uh-huh. so you know, m- maybe that's the next thing that, uh, that I'll order, you know, maybe order a couple hundred pounds of watermelon or <laughs> Salvadorian, you know, I just want to try different coffees, man. Especially because I drink them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just got to continue. You know, like what you've done with this this older lady, we've got to introduce people to good coffee and and get that supply moving faster, so we can we can go through it faster. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, so you do you have a, a coffee shop in, in Salt Lake, or I work at Nordstrom. You... Uh, you know the retailer uh, Nordstrom. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. every Nordstrom has a coffee bar, and I'm the manager of the coffee bar here nice yeah dude yeah you know what there, there is a nordstrom they do have a coffee shop here in nordstrom yeah yeah mm-hmm. so we're out of work for two weeks but they are taking care of us uh, during that time we'll see if it goes longer though yeah that, that's that's good I'm, I'm glad they're taking care of you guys so have you have you have you traveled um to uh any 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 places in search of coffee or the only actual coffee farms I've been to are on the island, on the Big Island and Kauai. Um, other than that, I mean, I've I've traveled around. I lived in Seattle for a while. I lived in Austin, Texas for a while, and those two places really got me into the coffee culture, uh, the the latte art contests and those types of things. I have not. I can't say that I've tried 
oh, I remember trying uh, uh, Hawaiian coffee. I hear it's really good. There, there's like somebody on Instagram following me that has a coffee farm, in, I think, in the Big Island, mm-hmm. Kona, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't got into it yet, but I definitely love to uh, – you know, to roast it and, and try it out because I hear good things about it. You know, there's, that's the thing about coffee, man. There's so much coffee out there in terms of uh, beautiful coffees, right? From Kenya, African coffees, Ethiopia, all these coffee places that uh, Cameroon, I heard the Cameroon coffee is good. I've never had it. Um, I've never roasted it. It's just, and that, that's, that's the exciting part about, you know, Hey, I want to get, you know, some, some Hawaiian coffee and, and roast it. I want to get some, Cameroon coffee, Uganda, Uganda. I get this. This person wants to sell me some Uganda coffee, and I have no idea what Uganda coffee tastes like. But I'd love to try it out. Mm-hmm. You know, one day, right? Absolutely, dude. I've got a friend that, uh, in fact, so so he's from Peru. He's got a farm in Peru. Um, he's sitting on, I think, five pallets of coffee right now. Um, that's sitting in Oakland. Um, Maybe you have to send you a couple bags of that, some green. I love to try it, man. I love to try Peruvian. Uh, I've had I've had it before, just at coffee shops. It's good. Yeah, and it's it's good. Um, but does he have a coffee shop here in the Bay Area? Or? His problem is uh, he doesn't have a roaster, so he moved he moved here to Utah. Mm-hmm. He bought up a whole bunch of coffee, kind of in advance, thinking it would be easy to sell it. Uh, mm. But now it's kind of sitting there. We need to get. We need to get it moving, you know. So, so is he is he in Salt Lake right now? Yes. He doesn't have a roaster. Nope. Mm. You you know, there's a place here in the city. Uh, it's actually in Oakland um, that uh, they rent. A, a, um, they have a community roasting uh, place. Right. That's dope. Um. So yeah, it, it's a it's a uh, it's a coffee shop. Uh, I think it's called Co Roast or something like that. But I've been there once. Uh, so they have like probably like 10 different uh, roasters. You know, they have a one kilo, 2.5 kilos. They have, I think they even have a 25 kilo roasters. And, and, and local roasters go there and, and they rent the roasters and, and they roast their own coffee. They bag their own bags there. It's full on production. Uh, I don't know if you guys have that over there. That's They're, something that we kind of, we thought that would be a great idea down the road. Um, I've been working with some of the other shops in town and the roasters to maybe do something like that. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, they, I think, I mean, depending, I think they have a lowering, um, I think they charge like, but expensive, 150 bucks an hour. So, uh, one time I went there to t- talk to a roaster. He's like, yeah, I can't talk right now, man. I'm, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I can't, uh, yeah, you're, uh, you're paying uh, by the minute, right? <laughs> by the minute, man. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought, yeah, I wasn't sure how you guys were renting these things. So, huh. You know, uh, my roaster, man, I got a Diedrich, and I love my Diedrich, just, especially because it's American-made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a 2.5 kilos, five pounds. Um, it, it's great, man. It's, um, you know, eventually one day uh, I want to upgrade to maybe like a 12 kilos. Uh, but not right now, because I mean that's twenty grand. Yeah, you know, just for that two point five kilos, it's expensive. Um, and the class is that is that in Idaho where they have the class? Yeah, uh, uh, Sandpoint, Idaho, beautiful place. How how do, how much does it cost to just go to the class? Any idea? <laughs> yeah, it was like 
the class was like 1500 i think okay i'd be interested in that yeah yeah because it's uh that's where you start sort of like you know getting your your foundation uh it's a, it's a good class is stopped by this guy named uh, uh rocky Rhodes, i think wait is that a candy <laughs> is that a candy i think so well i, I know his name is rocky yeah uh, I, I thought Rhodes. Anyway, his name's Rocky, and uh, man, that guy's good. That guy's good, and they really treat you really well. And uh, you know, there's there seems to be like this competition between, um, you know, Diedrich, not directly, but maybe indirectly between Diedrich and uh, Mill City Roasters in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the both classes are phenomenal. Uh, you know, you learn different things. The instructors are, are great. They take care of you. Um, you know, you get to roast a lot. You, you get to learn the uh, the basics of roasting. Um, I just had a really, really good time at, the, at these two places. Uh, yeah, I think those are, those are like the main places. The roasters, you know, you have Diedrich, American Made. You have uh, Mill City Roasters. Um, they're Chinese made. Um, but they're still really, really good roasters. Um, you know, um, I went with Diedrich just because it was American made and just, again, you know, mm-hmm. try to support the American economy. Uh, and I like the way that they look better. Uh, they're, they're really beautiful. They are beautiful. And you can kind of pick your color to kind of have your own signature color going sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, when, yeah, yes. And then when you, you're at Diedrich, they, they, they give you a tour of the factory. You get to walk around, um, you know, and see the, uh, the roasters. If you order, pre, pre-order your roaster, they can, they'll take you to show you how they're making your roaster. Um, the, the parts are just phenomenal. Customer service is great. Mill city also though, you know, uh, those, those machines, uh, they're, they're, they're really, really good quality. Um, and and I hear you know people say good things about them that the, the training was was excellent. They really took care of you. So uh, you know there's there's a few places here in the country that that, that teach how to people how to roast, uh, but those are the two main ones that that I would definitely recommend: Diedrich and, and Mill City um, in Minnesota. I've been to both. Um, and then again, you know, when I go to Columbia, I take uh, roasting classes there. And um, Interesting. Right now, I'm only I'm only roasting manually. I'm not roasting with the, any, any uh, with any digital stuff right now. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, I don't know. I, I seem like seems like I enjoy more just doing the old fashioned way. Just you know, knowing you know some parameters and uh, and the coffee turns out great. You know, it's like driving stick shift versus an automatic. Yeah. Uh, eventually, eventually though, I'll, I'll definitely move on to uh, roasting with uh, with digital. Uh, system, you know, people, friends of mine said hey, you got you got to start using digital, but I, I learned manually. So maybe that's kind of what, maybe yeah. just for like consistency over the long term, maybe. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's more you can roast more consistent. Although I've been pretty consistent manually too, but you know, and the thing about when you roast, you have a really good margin of error. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, if you go twenty seconds extra, it's not going to affect the coffee, or you're not really going to be able to tell much. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not paying attention, man, that, that you, you can pretty much freaking burn the whole thing down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I've had like a couple of weeks ago, I was roasting. And then uh, then I started getting on my phone. I'm like, ah, I'm a professional roaster now. Not really. But, you know, that's what I was kind of thinking. I'm probably, I'll just let the thing roast. Next, you know, the alarm starts beeping. He's got an alarm yep. on, on the roaster. He's like, beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, what the hell is that? 
beep, beep, beep. He's doing that, right? So <laughs> I get up and I look. It's like I'm at 480 degrees, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, the roaster just went crazy. 480 degrees. You start up, and I'm surprised it didn't burn the whole roaster down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention, Robert. Um, you know, because normally I'm dropping the coffee at about 440, 450. Sometimes I, I drink, I, I, I roast this coffee called Venom, which is crazy. And, and tell me if I'm talking too much because I. No, dude, keep going. <laughs> so, so, good. All right. so I, I roast this coffee in, uh, that I call Venom because it's so freaking dark, man. I'm roasting it almost to like 450, 460 degrees. I can't even believe people drink this stuff, but they drink it and people want it. And I created it because I was just playing around with it. I wanted to see how far I can take the roast. So at about 460, I felt really bad for the bean. I'm like, man, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm just destroying this beautiful thing from Colombia. Uh, and I'm like, but I took it to all the way to like 450, 460, you know, obviously making air airflow adjustments and all that stuff, you know. And then and then I, I started giving it to some people that like dark roast, and they're like, man, this is phenomenal. And I'm like, this is like burnt coffee. I mean, it's like it's like an Italian roast. That's that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Italian plus. Uh, you know. A few degrees short of starting a fire. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's what it is. You got to really be. I get paranoid every time I, and I'm trying to steer away from roasting that. But people, some people, you know, uh, they, they ask me for it. Hey, get, let me get some venom. Let me get some venom. I'm like, you sure you want this? I, said, you know, I really, really roast this beautiful medium roast uh, coffee. You know, uh, that that you love. No, no, no. That's too fruity for me. That's too a little acidy for me. Uh, so yeah, so I got this 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 roast, a venom roast. It's just pure madness, dude. It's just super dark. Yeah, I actually like dark roast quite a bit, especially in the morning. Yeah, so that's crazy. No, I mean, but but I mean, dark is good mm-hmm. uh, if you uh, have this uh, have this this roast that I call the American roast. It's just you all fashioned dark roast. Uh-huh. It's, it's good, but the venom is just too much. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from roasting that, that dark. Yeah. And I keep getting a lot of, you know, uh, orders on that. <laughs> That's funny. Let me ask you this. Uh, do you have a ritual every morning? Do you have a specific kind of, I wake up, I brew my coffee this way. What's your morning routine? Uh, yeah, the, the, my morning routine is uh, I, I have a, a Chemex and uh, wake up in the morning uh, I have this really, really nice uh, bird grinder. Wake up in the morning, uh, you know, heat my water. I have a, I can't remember the, the, the what is it called? This, this uh, look at the, anyway. I have a really nice um, kettle. Yeah, I have a nice kettle. What's it? It's the electric one. Uh, fellow. Fellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. so I, I, you know, set it started two hundred five degrees, uh, water temperature. I have a, a Forte, a BG grinder. Put twenty five grams of uh, Colombian, or sometimes thirty grams of Ethiopian, depending on what I'm, um, and uh, you know, activate the hot water. Do the and do a chemix. So I do about three hundred sixty grams of water to about twenty five grams of um, of coffee. Nice. Um, and uh, and it's just great, man. It's just it's nothing like having a good cup of coffee. It's just sometimes uh, if I'm running late, um, I won't have time to do it. So what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll go to uh, one of those large uh, commercial coffee places just 
just because it takes me about an hour to get from uh, from my house to uh, to work. So I'm like, I gotta ha- I gotta get get some coffee in, in me, mm-hmm. and and it seems like every time I I, I, I buy this coffee, I take a, a couple sips and I regret it. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, this is this is horrible. This is just burnt coffee. Horrible. And then and then I just I'll waste three, three dollars, you know, and it happens every single day. And the next morning, I'm like, okay, I got to wake up early. I got to do my coffee. And then sure enough, I forget or I'm too late. I'm running later. Again, I I do the same thing over. I go back to the same place, (laughs) take another two sips. I'm like, I regret it again. And it's just this the cycle of. Right. Of you know, going to this place and then I come to work and I'm like, okay, now I can, you know, really make a good cup of coffee. So I like I like I like using Chemex. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of like my, my favorite right now. Chemex, uh, sometimes French press. Um what, what do you like? Yeah, I do either a Chemex or I've really been into the AeroPress. Have you tried that? I have not. Let me tell you what, it's fast. The AeroPress? Yeah, it it speeds up the time. Um, you grind it a little more fine. Uh-huh. Um, you give a little stir and then you press it down, but it takes one minute instead of four. Really? And it's plastic. You can take it anywhere. Uh, the downfall is it makes a small cup. So usually I'll, I'll brew it kind of strong and then I'll add a little water, kind of like a Americano style. Ah, okay, okay. But they're they're handy. I've seen it. I, I've never done it. Uh, okay, maybe maybe I'll try this weekend. And it's really clean, and the filters are very small, so it's like no waste at all. Oh, okay. That's 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 good. See? Yeah, you'll like oh. it, dude. Hey, you you know which uh, you know what I really like uh, that, that I've been getting into it now. And uh, have you have you ever done a siphon? No, I've I've had one. I've had I think only one. It was really clean, man. Really good. And, and it's just a great show, you know. Yeah. Uh, I went to Colombia and, and I was sitting down at a coffee shop with, him, with my wife and this guy came in and he goes, hey, uh, you know, you, you want me to give you a, a, a show? I'm like, okay, what kind of show? He's like, no, <laughs> just uh, anything goes in Colombia. So he's like, oh, he pulled this thing out. And I'm like, what the hell is that? He's like, it's a siphon. I go, how does that work? So they came down and obviously they charge a little more for the show, but it was phenomenal. The guy came here, sat down, you know, he, he, not sat down, he, he put the, uh, the siphon on my, on, the, on our table and did this whole show and put the coffee in there and, and then, and then lit it up with fire. And, and I'm like, wow, super impressive. So right away I went and bought one and I have one here in my office and, uh, and whenever I want to impress someone, uh, I'll just pull it out because here, not that many people have, uh, know about it. Right. Uh, and it makes a good uh, cup of coffee. I've been wanting to get one of those for my my e bar, the coffee shop, but I know my employees are just gonna break it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Or, or some people may think is a is a is a, a, a pot pipe, something else, yeah. a bong or something. Yeah. It's a bomb. Yeah, people here at work that like, what the hell is that, man? I'm like, it's a coffee plate. I'm like, oh, okay, because <laughs> <laughs> it does look like uh like you could do some uh, you know weed on it. Shit. Thanks, Robert. Um. I'm going to let you go. Do you have any final kind of things you want to shout out? No, nah, I mean, just, uh, you know, just uh, have some really good content on my, uh, on my Instagram, uh, Blue Scorpion Coffee. Uh, you know, I got some good photos and, uh, you know, I think that's important to, uh, to, 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 to put down videos and photos. So, yeah, if you want to. I'm definitely going to share that with the audience uh, on Instagram and through the podcast. 
Um, I'm going to get your address. You can just text me. I want to get some coffee ordered. Um, we'll connect, man, for sure. No, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. No, I'll send you, I'll send you some samples, man, so you can try them out. So we'll, we'll, we'll let's keep in touch. Okay, bro. Um, thanks, man. I appreciate it, brother. Dude, thank you. Have a great day, my friend. Thanks for tuning in to the Coffee Boogie. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Robert Guzman. Hey, check him out on Instagram. I know he'd love to hear from you guys if you want to message him, uh, share your coffee stories. You're going to find Robert at Blue Scorpion Coffee on Instagram. Super easy to find. I'm sure he would love to hear from everyone out there in the coffee world uh, as he's getting started on his journey. Um, again, we love um, these kind of conversations. If anyone would like to uh, enjoy a cup and uh, conversate with us on the podcast, just drop us a DM on Instagram at The Coffee Boogie. Thanks for tuning in and please share this, subscribe, all that good shit. Have a nice day.